It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to another edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book, available in hardcover, in paperback, just like the Beatles sang, and also an audio book, the dulcet tones thereof. Steve Noodleberg to number 66 already we are, and hopefully the people came hungry today, but for information, because the rest of us, we're eating like we're going to the chair. We are eating good. You know what? When the food comes, so do the people. Man. This you, is a, that? you ever notice when there's free this food? Is a, this was a big crowd today, When right? there's free food, everybody wants to hang around. They want to be a part of the podcast. They want to ask you questions. They want to be your best friend. You get a chef in today. You get legitimate dining. And then all of a sudden, everybody just seems to be loitering. You know what? I, um, it, the meal was amazing. I, I'm thinking about going back for seconds. Mm-hmm. It's so it was so so good. There's a line of people there that are trying to you know sort of sneak back in. It's the old Jim Gaffigan joke where he talks but, about how um you know say what about Paul? I say, oh I hate that guy. We'll say there's cake for him. It's his birthday today. I'll pop in. I'll say hi. Making <laughs> <laughs> the cake in the in the uh, in the kitchen. Uh, your guest today is a chef, and that's why there's food in the house. And you've been excited about this episode for weeks now. You've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. So uh, our good friend uh, Coach Weiss, Charlie Weiss calls me up and says, I need you to meet this guy, Chef Patrick. Mm -hmm. And I said, Coach, that's not really what I do. Mm -hmm. And I tried to bail, you know. (laughs) Coach goes, no, 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 no. Trust me on this. I need you to do this. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. So uh, I I relented, and I'm glad I did. Went out to meet my friend here who is Chef Patrick Adams. Welcome to uh, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. I am so enamored with who this guy is, Mm -hmm. what he does, Mm -hmm the parallels between running his business as an entrepreneur and being the artist that produces the quality food for the people he produces it for. It's just an amazing story. So I'm thrilled to be working with him. I'm thrilled to be eating his food all the time. And he's going to share his story today. Executive Chef GD Catering LLC, Patrick Adams. Welcome aboard. Um, so Steve, Steve, uh, Steve's been excited about this for a couple of. Apparently, um, just not just as a, um, I guess as a chef, but also as an entrepreneur. You have that spirit. Absolutely. You, you decided. Absolutely. You decided a long time ago, or it took you later in life to figure it out. Long time ago, since do, I was ten. Do, do you remember at ten what that was? That seems to be a common thread among those that come on this podcast. Where there's a moment where they realize, hey, either I can make money for them, or I can do it myself and make money for me. You know how crazy it was growing up had both grandmothers in the house. Mm-hmm. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Had a oh. <laughs> brown bag at the school for lunch and everything like that. So I got the bug early, early age. Did you know how lucky you were then, though? No, not then. You didn't. When I got to high school, when I used to skip school dates and actually cook for them, that's when I know how lucky it was. <laughs> so you had, you had both grandmothers in the house as yes, a kid. Yes, absolutely. Now, they were cooking and teaching you, or you were cooking and kind of taking care of them? They were cooking, and I was watching. Okay. And I was helping at some point. All right. That. And, exactly. And that began a love affair? Absolutely. Fell in love with it then. With the process, the with artistry the thereof. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then when did you decide, you know what, I think this is my chosen path, my, as we say, field of endeavor in life? High school. I thought I was skipping school and actually cooking for my dates. 
I figure, you know what? Why, I can why, make you, some... why are you skipping school? That's a terrible lesson here. It's a great lesson. <laughs> I didn't finish school. <laughs> okay, so everyone out there, if you want to be successful in life, quit school and then cook for your dates. No, follow <laughs> your passion. There you go, the passion. Follow your follow, passion. Follow your passion. Absolutely. That's exactly right. All right, so when did you decide, you know what? This is going to be um, not just my, my life's passion, but a living. And by that, I mean to pay the bills. Right after high school, right after high school and um, the college thing and the workout, got back here and I was like, you know what? This is what I started to do. This is what I need to do. And I started the Four Seasons Ocean Grand. And ever since, I opened that place up, never looked back ever since. Never looked back. I've been doing it, absolutely. So, So one of the things that got me curious, which is, you know, I talk about curiosity all the time, was, you know, okay, what happens? How does a chef become a great chef? How does a chef build a chef? business mm-hmm. how do you get introduced to the people that he knows and a lot of who he cooks for we can't actually talk about but one mm-hmm. of the things that came up because early, of confidentiality correct, agreements which absolutely which is one of the reasons why he's so successful because mm-hmm. he doesn't blab about it and we laugh that tmz's not coming today you know <laughs> but um he kept bringing up a word that i want to bring up in today's conversation trust mm-hmm. he's built trust in people that he'll produce the right food the right event the right mood and they trust him to not only deliver but to not talk about it Mm -hmm. you know so i think when i talk about people how they grow a business Mm -hmm. how they grow their life it usually starts with trust absolutely so why don't you speak a little bit about how you've built the the enormous following we have and again anybody you can mention please do anybody you can't don't no problem Mm -hmm. but you have trust in a way and i've learned this through the people that I know that know you, and they Absolutely. go, oh, yeah. And I go, he never even said a word. Man. You earn the trust by not answering your question right. on the podcast. <laughs> right. The answer is right there in the question itself. No, but what Steve's alluding to is, mm-hmm. is that you have become from the kid who's 10 in the kitchen with grandma and grandma number two yes. to then confidentiality and non-disclosure agreements, meaning that you get to cook for some folks whose opinions matter, whose Absolutely. influence matters as well. So in developing that trust, what is that process? Is it beyond being authentic and genuine, which Steve we talk preaches about in the book, the we talk about every single episode. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, what else? How else? You know, the funny thing that I look at is that um, word of mouth is your best advertisement when it comes to me as far as in the field that I'm in. In every field it, of business. Absolutely. Word absolutely. of mouth is everything. <laughs> absolutely. So if I cook for an athlete today and I do a great job and I keep on doing a great job, all his friends and family he will refer me to. Right. And those are the kind of opportunities I look for. So my first big break is when I cooked for Mike Tyson and Don King down here. I had a restaurant that I was the, um, the chef I'd call Al Dente. That's a pretty good and start, brother. Absolutely. And they came in there, and that's where everything started. It's pasta ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Mike next I'm with, Not to name drop, but a month from today, I'm with Mike in, in the south of France for I an event. I saw. Yeah, 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 You're the yeah. MC for that event? Uh, yeah, I'll MC that with a woman from CNN International. I was actually going to ask if you can get me a ticket, and then I saw it was in France. I was like, hey, <laughs> you never know. So, so it began with, and that had to be years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, it was years yeah, ago. Yeah, years yeah. ago. Because those two still got along. <laughs> That's how I know it was years ago. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it was early 90s. So it started there and you know, it's evolved into what it is now. I mean, you know, cook for, um, you know, President Obama mm-hmm. actually did stuff for him in the really? office, not office. My Obama impression is better than my Tyson. I, I'm not gonna, I don't, you know, it's not my comedy hour, so I'm not going there. But your producer, Ken Levicka, can attest my Obama's even better than my Tyson. Okay. That is well, very Tyson, accurate. Well, his Tyson wasn't that good, so. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
President <laughs> I told Obama, you paybacks are a bitch. So, so President Obama, sitting president at the time, running yes. for after the fact. Both Current. at the time when he was running to become first first president, mm -hmm. you know, right. then and after. Okay, and then after the fact. Yeah. So he's a candidate at the time? He was a candidate, yes. So Secret Service, they want to background check you when they want to make sure that you're not Absolutely. Put, did somebody watch you cook? Absolutely. They were there 24 hours. To make sure you're not poisoning the, the candidate of the All Democratic the way Party. Exactly. Is there exactly. any pressure in an instance like that? Because... You know, perform like IMC events all the time, but sure. doing that one that we talked about is going to feel a little different because the stage is a little bigger, their lights are a little it brighter. It is France, mm -hmm. right? And it's, yeah, and they don't speak English, so I can suck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, but do you feel? Do you feel? Because you're an artist, sure. You're, you're not a cook, mm -hmm. and there are great cooks. Steve Martirano down in Fort Lauderdale right. is a is a tremendous cook. Absolutely. But but you but you, there's artistry involved in all of what you do. Do you feel added mm -hmm. pressure? The pressure wasn't there. It's just the difference with the security aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Because basically, 24 hours, you're being watched. Right. You know what I mean? So things like that doesn't really bother me. Did you check real quick to make sure you didn't have any priors? That's what I always do. <laughs> well, <laughs> something important's about to happen. I go, hold on. Let me check real quick to make sure I have any outstanding, uh, any, any outstanding warrants and such, because then you got to get that out of the way. They do a, a complete vetting of everybody's staff, everybody oh, yeah. else, who you're buying the food from. So all those documentation... Yeah. Had to be, you know, yeah. right in front of Secret yeah. Service. So yeah. those things we had to go through. So that was unusual. Yeah. So, so one of the questions I had early on when we went to visit uh, Patrick at his uh, at his facility mm. was like, how does somebody make a choice, you versus somebody else? Right. You know, it's like, you know, is it the taste? Is it the, you know, and the combination of things that you said, how someone chooses it, which is, I think, one of the reasons why he has done so well is that they just say, here's what I, well, you tell them. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what's the answer? Choose an event. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? The personality. First of all, when they come in and meet you, the personality is what you have to gel. And then from there, you go for steps. So basically, the price is what it is. Some mm -hmm. people would ask to be price concerts. But those are things you look at last. So the personality, what you can do for them. So once they're comfortable with you, they're willing to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And that's how it usually works. So if they come in and you can gel right off the bat, just like we did, that's how it works for relationships us. and exactly. chemistry, relationships. which seems to be the underlying theme of this entire book and this entire podcast. Yes. Right. And try and tell people, and this is, you know, when, when coach put us together, we went there, we met, if there was any bit of uncomfortableness, we were going to be done. But so what, what, what would coach know about eating right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first of all, the fact, that, <laughs> well, the fact that coach had him a couple of times at his house <laughs> yeah. to do events. I was like, "Wow, man! You know that was that's pretty cool." I mean, because I didn't know Coach to do that. Well, that's it. listen. These are all endorsements, sure. and I don't mean endorsement in the sense of, "Hey, folks, take it from me." Head on down to so and so Chevrolet. An endorsement is I'm having this function invitation into my home, and this is whom I am choosing to prepare the meal for. There yes. is no greater endorsement. No, than I, that. I agree. Absolutely, I totally agree. So, so you know, we had this personality thing, and then I, I noticed it today when when you catered it here. You came, it was so easy. You know, you brought in the trays, boom, 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 boom. You had it all together. Yes. You made it look easy and fun and simple. It's and almost like, like you've you done enjoyed it. Before. it. <laughs> well, absolutely, well, absolutely. He cooked for 25 people. <laughs> right. the, the, the food choices were great. How he laid it out. You know, we had the whole staff come together and he explained it. That artistry, you know, how you present it is also, I think, why the business you get because if you're going to produce an event for somebody mm -hmm. who is going to have people of influence and people of wealth mm -hmm. well you better not screw up you better have it look easy you better have the right talent absolutely we talked about it so when you talk about a business mm -hmm. you know and we we the parallels towards all of the businesses i'm in to his business are so aligned because the people he has serving the food 
that's equally as important as the taste of the food. Patrick, always, chef, always. chef, I would imagine you see this as an audition. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Well said. Absolutely. And not I'm just for people of influence, but also media. Absolutely. Media t- so you're aware going in, it is an audition for future connections and continuations and associations. Absolutely. And that's what I appreciate. You know, the one thing I always tell my staff when we have meetings prior to any event. How that big a company is it? How, how many staff do you have? Right now, we have about like 25 people right now. Okay, all right. Exactly, like workforce. We can have up to 100 with servers on an and everything else. Absolutely but on, a day, on, call. A, on a daily basis, on a Monday in late May. We're looking at 20 people, okay. the max that's, that that's, we have. That's a pretty good-sized company. Absolutely. So my thing is, when I go into a meeting and I tell my staff, I say, listen, when we go out here, the clients should never know when something goes wrong because they will never know. And right. that's what they think. Even if something goes wrong and we know, you can't showcase that. If you have personal problem at home, the client should never know mm-hmm. because you should come here representing the client and make sure they have a great experience. So with us, it's a one-stop shop, and when you come to us, you're going to be a guest at your own event. You should not be running around doing things. We will take care of all the above, mm. and that's what differ from us from other guys that's out there, mm-hmm. and that's what we take pride in doing on a regular basis. And what's interesting is that in my recent uh, big speeches and in my trainings, I talk to people about being a spin doctor. Most people think of being a spin doctor in politics. Mm-hmm. It's taking something political and spinning it in a way. That's exactly what sales is. That's exactly what Absolutely. presentation is. Something goes wrong. It's nobody else's business. You have to spin it yes. in a way that the guest receives it, the guest, the client, the prospect. And, and they don't have to know, know in the sense of they don't know exactly what was supposed to happen. Right. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly right. Yet, he brings up something really important. People bring their baggage to the party and something go, oh, you wouldn't believe what's going on in the kitchen. I have no idea what's going on in the kitchen. <laughs> That's why there's a door on the kitchen. That's exactly right. <laughs> there you go. So I was fascinated by the parallels. Listen. There's no secret that the guy has an unbelievable personality, an unbelievable smile, and that's mm-hmm. what people you know, tend to, be, you know, to gravitate Gra- towards. Yeah. So the food is good. The choices are good. Everybody I've introduced him to has asked him his favorite dish. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite dish? You know, I love to do fillets. And anything with seafood. Well, what's your favorite dish to cook? And my then what's favorite. your favorite dish to eat? And then where in the world is a place that if uh-huh. you're nearby, you uh-huh. got to go in there and get that one thing? Absolutely. Well, I have a buddy of mine that have a restaurant called Sawfire Grill in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. That's probably and one of the best restaurants ever you can eat. What, what, kind, of planet? what, kind, of cuisine? what kind of cuisine? Oh, it's... Um, what it's level? Actually, right now, it's probably probably, probably about, from a scale from one to five, probably mm-hmm. a five. It's a foodie joint. Exactly, okay. absolutely. You so you go to Chef Tasting Table and you usually uh, walk away Chef Tasting. Probably about $350 for the Chef Tasting Table. Right. And it's a seven-course meal. You can't just meal. walk in there. Right, I mean, absolutely. That place is booked. You can have a reservation, right. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All and right, he, and then your favorite dish to prepare? My um, Filet. I mean, as far as filet, I have it. You know what? I always go to a lot of steakhouse. And when you go there and you see the steak knife, you wonder, okay, it shouldn't be that difficult. When I cook my filet, you can use a butter knife to actually cut the filet. Yeah. And that's the difference. And we you know just what did. Mean? We it, just did. Absolutely. I used exactly. plastic. <laughs> I had a plastic, plastic fork. Absolutely. And I was like, this is unbelievable. You should never overcook meat. For me, I always tell my guests, it's against my religion to cook anything past medium. Mm-hmm. And I, absolutely, I'm not going to cook something well done. That's not my thing. So when I cook my filet dish, and if you can't enjoy it, then that's an issue. So you start with a good product before, you know, you can't go to Walmart and buy your food if you don't think you can get a good piece of filet. <laughs> so I start with good premium product, and then I go from there. And that's what's made the difference. In what well, yeah, I mean, you're starting with, with good premium product. Yes. But then there has to be the artistry 
uh, because you can still screw that up. Oh, yeah. People can screw it up. Exactly. So, you know, you got to have the sauce and the, actually the starch and the vegetables actually pair with certain things. Yeah. Like today we did um, pan-seared um, beef tenderloin with a wild mushroom ragu with Woo! a touch of um, <laughs> a touch of truffles. Hold on, huh? Steve, you already ate. You already ate. You what, know are you, what? what are you screaming there about? There was a line for round two. I told him. Absolutely. I've never seen people sneak back into the line. Man. I haven't. I haven't had any yet. But as soon as we wrap oh, this up, oh, it's unreal. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. And so the sleeper was the chicken because everybody went for the steak. And the, the truffle potato, and the chicken was sitting there. I said, you know, I'm going to try the chicken. How do we do the chicken? Oh, Please, my. Chef Patrick, how do we do the chicken? <laughs> it's uh, a mojo, mojo marinated. So basically, it's sour oranges, lemon, limes, garlic, shallots, Moist fresh thyme. Like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, you, you put that in that citrus for like three hours, and after that, you grill it and then finish it up in the oven. Citrus. And it's ready to go. It's ready to go. Anywhere in the country that you specifically have to go to for one specific dish. And not to be gourmet, mm -hmm. I was in Rochester, New York this past uh, weekend, mm -hmm. and there's a $6 dish called a garbage plate, which is yes. exactly that. Right? Did you post cold? about that? I mean, yeah. As soon as <laughs> Dean got off the plane, that's the first place he went. Um, and there's a place in downtown Geneva, New York called Cam's. Yes. Slice of pizza, dip it in blue cheese. Got mm -hmm. a slice of blue What? Where, where, you got to slice, you got to dip the slice of your pizza in the side of blue cheese. That is tradition. That's that's Guy Fieri diners, drive-ins, wow, okay. and that, I mean, wow. but it was since we were in high school. What dish, what town, what, what is it for you? Anywhere. In, in, in South Carolina, there's a barbecue place that's there. Mm -hmm. And they've been in generation for like four generations on the side of the road. And I, I got to think of the highway right now. It's like a trailer? It, 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 exactly. That's probably the best barbecue I've ever had always, in my entire life. Always. And I couldn't believe it because they old school. Everything is old school. They still have the mop bucket and say, the if, mop. If they're if they're basting with a mop, yes, then you, you know you're tell. in the right spot. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's one of the best places. If I'm everywhere in that area, always try to go with the barbecue. <sighs> barbecue. Yeah. The other barbecue joint that I go to is one down in Davie, and it's called Tom Jenkins. And oh my god! They, and, of and, course, and, yeah. and, they're, and they're pretty good. And wow. they've been in a generation for a long period of time, also. Wow! So yeah. places like that, I look for because yeah. you know the regular places that people usually go to. I don't look for those things. The mom and pop places, <laughs> because you don't get the true feel of what that food should be like. Yeah. And that's what I do on a consistent basis. The good well. Lord gave us appetite for a reason. You know, absolutely. Hunger is one thing, <laughs> right? Because we need hunger. It's like the gaslight in your car. Yes. Saying you're about to run again. But appetite and taste, the good Lord gave us so we could enjoy it. Just absolutely. as procreation is an enjoyable experience, if it wasn't, <laughs> mankind would have died out millions of years ago. It always is about sex. <laughs> it always is about sex. So, 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 you know, nobody gets tired of talking about, hearing about, looking sure. on Instagram about food. Sure. So you're bringing happiness to people Absolutely. not just sustenance this is not tom hanks stuck on that island finding <laughs> ways to live you're bring you you are bringing happiness and memories yes so, so there's a big takeaway we just ate and consumed a bitty a pretty big chunk of food absolutely but it was so good the quality of the food the way it was cooked and prepared it didn't feel like you know like you, you're not sometimes tired. you Heavy. eat a meal where yeah. you're like yes. oh my god i yeah. can't wait to go to sleep right that was not the case with, with all of that. So having said all that, I thought it was kind of cool having you on today. And the mm -hmm. reason why we moved it to today is so you can talk about Memorial Day, which Memorial is coming Day. up absolutely. Absolutely. one week from today. And I want the people that listen to the show to say, you know, okay, chef, if I, if I want to cook something, what should I cook? How should I cook it? What are some secrets of the trade that you can share with people about Memorial Day? Get a mop and a bunch of barbecue <laughs> sauce, and let's begin I with know, that. I've never heard there, of there that. You See, I've never heard of a mop. <laughs> if, if you see a dude with a mop, with like, a mop. like he was cleaning a school hallway in Absolutely. 1975, 
then you know you got the right bar- pull over. There you go. That's the right barbecue. Spot. Absolutely. So, so explain that to me because I've never seen that. I didn't, you know. You, you know, the, the mop actually was made of terry cloth mm-hmm. and it hold the barbecue, barbecue sauce a lot more better and it spread it even coat. Wow. So it's not spotty and it's basted perfectly. So basically when they, put it, when they put it on the grill, they just mop across the whole entire plane. <laughs> And it, every inch of it gets some barbecue sauce. So, so build us a, a Memorial Day meal in your mind. Memorial Day, you know what? People overthink things sometimes. Simple mm-hmm. could be absolutely amazing. So if you have steak or anything on the grill, the best thing to do with that is um, S&P, salt and pepper. Salt and pepper on that. And if you want to marinate it for a few hours with some garlic and some um, rosemary and fresh thyme, and then grill it. Don't overthink it. And when you come to barbecuing, the best thing for you to do is um, if you have a grilled charcoal or whatever it may be or gas or whatever it is, you wrap it in some probably, you know, when you do tinfoil. So basically you do a dry rub or a wet rub, whatever you prefer, your favorite and your favorite barbecue sauce. So you actually put it in and, and then you put some parchment paper and then you wrap it with tinfoil and then put it on the grill for halfway that period. Lock it in. Exactly. Halfway. Ooh. Keep all that moisture and everything in. Don't over-season. Season in layers. If you put too much salt, it's hard to take away, but you can always add. Ah. And towards the end, when you take it out the wrap and then you put it on slow heat to get that char feel to it, after when everything is nice and moist, then you put the barbecue and you taste it in layers and then add from there. You don't season things without tasting it. it. Where are you on Memorial Day? <laughs> you, have to, you have to settle two debates for us, please. Sure. Um, number one, if you are cooking on gas and not on charcoal sure is it can you call it barbecuing <laughs> you know you can call you it grilling you can call it grilling absolutely you call it grilling no you can't no number two people and i see this in the suburbs all the time they sure. go hey uh, we're having a memorial day barbecue and then you go over this house <laughs> and they got hot doggers and hamburgers <laughs> and i go well, where's the barbecue because if there ain't ribs it's not, barbecue. not brisket absolutely right? or, or chicken or chicken absolutely okay so if you don't have ribs brisket or chicken mm-hmm. it's not a barbecue it's not a barbecue thank you very much it's not a thank barbecue God. thank you <laughs> and if you're not cooking on charcoal you're okay with that you're, that grill, you're grilling i mean gas yeah gas is you know what the sign of the time you know and isn't you want to put it not because you're lazy but is easier it's easier it's easier but you know to light the charcoal or get the wood and actually put the wood the oh, oak yeah. wood and everything in it that's where you're gonna get that flavor from that's the flavor that you need instead of the putting the liquid smoke you get the real thing and put it in there you're gonna have that real flavor yeah, I, li- I live in a condo mm-hmm. and they have electric on right. the roof yeah. I'm not that's not barbecue no, to me. no, no that's not barbecue. i'm not even bothering but you can go to walgreens and get a tabletop hibachi for nine bucks sure and you just put and get the smoked pellets and yeah, put it in there absolutely put, yeah, or you could put 12 charcoal briquettes just wait till they turn white remember they get, get <laughs> ash or or here's a great idea why do people cook before uh the charcoal's ready I do, not, do they, they not know? They don't know. Okay, they, they don't know. know. Absolutely, it's supposed to be red and right. No, I, you get, get the whiteness on. You want, the, want, you want the ash. So absolutely. here's the best idea go. of all. Or you can call Chef Patrick and ah, you can cater him more. That's even better. That's even better. Absolutely, we'll so, work with it. So that's actually the cool part about why we're working together is that what was once available only to celebrities, mm-hmm. athletes, uh, presidents is now he's expanding the business and it's available to. Anybody. So I got to tell you, you go to a bar mitzvah, the food's usually not that great. Yes. You can have kick-ass food. And I will tell you, kick-ass food makes the party. Absolutely. Of course it does. Absolutely. You always remember the food and the service. Correct. Any event you go to. And so with us, you're always going to have that. Exactly right. You'll forget about a lot of stuff. Exactly. But you will never forget the, the food, food and the, and the service. service. Absolutely. It's, and, I'm and, and, since you're Since you're cognizant of that, mm-hmm. that's probably why you're successful. 
Absolutely. Because people get distracted by, like you said, and there's a problem and an issue and this and that. Mm-hmm. If you can give them a great dining experience with that service, mm-hmm. if it rained, it doesn't matter. It was a great day. Right. Absolutely. That's a very Absolutely. True, right. Right. I mean, Absolutely. we started to do this, you know, entrepreneurial dinner that we morph from lots of people to only few select. Mm-hmm. And what a great idea to have, you know, uh, a, a, something that you, you know, you really remember for a long time. You know, you sure. put 10 or 12 entrepreneurs in a room and you have a guy who can speak the language, you know, cook the food mm-hmm. and send you home feeling good with a nice uh, dog. Well, fe- <laughs> as, as, you know, chef, as a fellow entrepreneur, you understand. Sure. You, you know, you, you're one of them. Mm-hmm. They just aren't one of you. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. You can do what they do. They can't cook like you can. Absolutely. He came to That's an event difference. that we did last month. I wanted him to meet some of my friends mm-hmm. and they all got it like that. They were like, Hey, yeah. you're one of us, but we're not one of you. Like, right. We want to know. Tell us. I mean, it was the dialogue. Was well, everybody, I mean, Absolutely. people wish that they could, this is, you know, this is your life's work. This is since the age of 10 and two grandmothers in the house, mm-hmm. you know, they can watch a little food network or grilling and chilling Bobby foot, but it's not happening like that. No, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> this is this is decades and effort and trial and error i would imagine and perfection thereof absolutely absolutely and and growing up my my grandmothers they never wrote anything down wow they didn't have a recipe they had written down everything came now why is that the so it doesn't get stolen you know what it is you know actually you know i had some a whole, people are like that exactly because i started with a chef called robin haas and that's the one wow. thing that and we opened the four seasons ocean grand together across here and he used to say you know what if you write something down, stay at home. Keep it at home because guess what? People will steal your recipe. Right. And they create their own thing. But now again, it's been so commercialized that no matter what you have developed, is nothing new. You just gotta have to take that and create something off of that to your taste, mm. to your taste buds. Mm. And that's what it is. So my grandmother, all her stuff that she cooked, I just I developed by tasting things and developed myself because I knew she didn't have the recipe. Right. So my thing is if I taste something once, I could reduplicate it tomorrow or the same day. Really, and that's the ability that I have of trying certain things. And they're but measurement wise, they remember a quarter cup of this. Absolutely, okay, absolutely. Old school. Nowadays, everything is right at the fingertip. Right, <laughs> everything we got to Google and look up. But back <laughs> then, they didn't even measure things and weigh things. They just pinch of this, pinch of that, you and know. that's where all that stuff came from. Well, the background. They're grandmothers at that point. Remember? Exactly. So they've had time to perfect this. Oh, absolutely, years. Yeah. And it's interesting for me, fundamentally, with the start of my career, I mm-hmm. always said there's no better way to meet somebody than to break bread with them. Mm-hmm. And man, when you break bread with you, man, it's, <laughs> it's a whole other level. Do you, but do you find yourself, you know, I was in a restaurant, uh, I celebrated late Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. My, my mother and my two sisters just this past week. And my mother was in restaurant business for 50 years. Okay. So she's impossible to go out to eat with. <laughs> I can imagine. She's just because she she talks to you know the servers sometimes like they work for her and they, you know I'm like no 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 you shouldn't yeah. be talking to people who work for you like that regardless uh-huh. and then you know it's nitpicking every do you find it hard sometimes to go Great to an event question. where you're distracted by the fact that they're not taking as much pride in the service as you are or do you recognize this what separates <laughs> me makes me better you know what the funny thing you said that um, Coach Charlotte White always say I'm the worst person to go to a restaurant with because I don't eat and I don't like anything. Uh, and you, you know, <laughs> you are going to be a critic because you know you're looking at somebody that actually doing something that's in your wheelhouse. Right. So for me, if I taste something I don't think is right, you know, what I mean, I'm going to like, okay, mm-hmm. hmm, something's not right. Right. And I won't enjoy it as much. But if I go into a restaurant, usually the restaurant that I enjoy a lot is the mom and pop places. Yeah. 
Because when you go in there, you're going to feel the real, no matter soul, what city, right? absolutely. You, you know, they have an old-fashioned saying. Absolutely. They have an old-fashioned saying that, okay, when you taste certain things, somebody have put their foot in it. Mm -hmm. And when you go in these restaurants, you taste it, you'll be like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. And you take that and you develop and take a spin and make something better than what they have put together. Because usually they don't have the presentation skills, right. but they have the taste, the raw taste of that food that you want. And that's what I do. So when I go to restaurants, I'm very selective yeah. about restaurants when I go to certain restaurants. Because but, you're, but you're a critic. I, I, and you find it hard to enjoy yourself. Absolutely. And then you're thinking, what can I steal and make better? <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Absolutely. You, okay. develop, you develop certain things by going to restaurants. Absolutely. Most, the most difficult part of all of it, though, mm -hmm. is not to serve one person or ten people. You've done gigantic parties absolutely where when you cook to scale yes and there's a lot of people that's there. difficult though. that's a difficult thing don't you do. lose some of, i mean no you, see you can't afford that's to right. you, you know, no, no for me cooking, i cooking I, for 500 has got to be the same for them as if you're cooking for five to the audience presentation taste yeah. temperature everything's got to be and, and, and that's do, exactly no? well no because i've done an event for five thousand people in vegas mm -hmm. we went and set up everything out there and put it together mm. for a pharmaceutical convention mm -hmm. and we didn't miss a beat it's all about taking if you're making something that's going to be one gallon scale go ahead and scale that and actually make it and that's the biggest thing go to some restaurants and if it's a chain restaurant you go to one and the other and the taste is a little bit different mm -hmm. because they're not following the itemized recipe right and some people want to add a little bit and not add enough and if you follow that and if you know what you're doing because i don't write a lot of stuff down and i could go if i'm making a um, madeira wine reduction I know exactly how it would taste. So it's all taste to feel for me. Mm. So that's what it is. So I'm not really measuring. I'm tasting to feel. And that's what we duplicate and go from there. In 65 previous episodes, no one or nothing ever made people as much want to eat or drink <laughs> as they do right now. <laughs> you know, I'm having a blast. I'm um, literally having a blast. Unbelievable. It really is. Uh, advice you would give to people who want to... Uh, create their own business whether it be in food or otherwise you mm -hmm. would tell them do what and do not do what my thing is if you have a passion for certain things that's what you go after because if you're doing do you love exactly if you have a love for it that's what you go after and then you go after it so my thing is when i first started this business i had a love and a passion for it and i always tell people nobody's going to outwork me and what we have with society these days with these young kids they're entitled. They don't want to do anything. Everything mm -hmm. is instant gratification. Mm -hmm. They don't want to put the work in, but they want to collect the money. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you got to find somebody like you because you're only as good as the people you have around you. So if you're hiring people that's not going to contribute to the business, your business is not going to grow because at the end of the day, you can't grow it all by yourself. You can start it by yourself, but when you get key people in to actually come in and do what the work's supposed to be done, like me, I'm a, I don't sleep that much sometimes <laughs> because I'm putting the work in and I expect them to do the same because I'm paying you. Let's make it work. So, if you come into a business, you have to actually be like a part of it, be a skin in the game. Because if you come in to collect a paycheck, right. first of all, you gonna a lot of things gonna go by the wayside because mm -hmm. they're not gonna care. Right. So you gotta find people that actually want to be only a part. As of good something. as the people around you. Absolutely. That's, that's Absolutely. That's one hundred percent right. Because the event that you know Chef Patrick throws, if someone who's serving, presenting, what have you, is having a bad day and brings it to work, yes. Well, then that is part of that experience, and that's not fair to you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm hungry. I'm wrapping this up because I'm going to eat. You, right. <laughs> we <laughs> saved you specifically. Saved you. Stuff. My man. I knew. Thank I knew you very you much, were. Steve. Chef Patrick Adams, Executive Chef, thank GD you, thank you, thank Catering, LLC. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. And more than that, appreciate you making us all want to go eat now like we're headed to the electric chair. Because <laughs> I'm about to punish some of that. I don't you know, think you and you should. You know what? And people did. And, you know, it's, it's great. I haven't eaten all day. The cool takeaway for me is that if you took away the talk about food, 
all of the principles about how he operates Correct. and what he does yep. are what great entrepreneurs and great leaders do every single day, and they do it consistently. And I'm proud to call you a friend because Amen. it's been, thank you, it's my been brother. really cool, it. man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Chef. Thank you for the ride. I yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we're, appreciate we're having you. Absolutely. Fun, so. uh, Steve, we asked people to tell us something good. I imagine you're going to go through what it is that you already consumed today. <laughs> but tell us something good as we wrap up number well, 66. there would be filet. There would be chicken. There oh, would be. The citrus chicken. Now I'm thinking about that. <laughs> but here's where uh, it's going to come full circle and get very real. Anthony um, is in the room. He played football with Jake. And uh, I've been working with him ever since he's been um, a freshman in high school. And he's going to be graduating Marquette. He's going to get into marketing. And he's still asking questions about how to get better. And so my takeaway is thank you for asking because those that ask receive. That's fantastic. Absolutely. If you study marketing at Marquette, isn't it marketing? <laughs> <laughs> now, Ken Levicka is clapping because he, you were waiting on that day. That was wonderful. <laughs> Ken was going to go. That, that was, was pretty damn good. I'm so good. proud of him. I got to tell you, that was pretty damn For good. For Steve Nodelberg. 66 episodes. Well, that you. might be well, the best. At least I could do. Well, <laughs> thanks again to Chef Patrick Adams. For Steve Nodelberg, Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening. We will catch you next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. I'm going to eat. Bye, y'all. Let's do it. (laughs)